0: Welcome to the Click for More Customers podcast. Your host is Ted Prodromo, best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business. Ted is recognized as America's leading LinkedIn coach, helping you grow your business while living the life of your dreams. Welcome everybody, I'm Tep Drummond, and this is Social Selling TV. Today's guest is Steve Olsher, and I met Steve, gosh, through push-button influence when I formally met, but I've known of him for years. And it's funny, last year I was reading a book called What Is Your What? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a great book. And my wife kept asking me, you know, aren't you fixed yet? You've been doing personal development <laughs> stuff for like 20 years. <laughs>
1: That's good. That's good.
0: And so there's always room for improvement. So welcome, Steve. Thanks, man. And uh, how how is that
1: improvement going? It's continuous effort. I mean it's <laughs>
0: you, know, you kinda yeah, you, know, you make some momentum and then God I've been through like five careers in thirty years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um in the scheme of things that's actually not a bad number when you consider uh I think the average person changes careers like every four and a half, five years or something like that. So you, you, you're doing okay, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It used to be, we changed jobs. Now it's really changing careers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So let everybody know you back, you got a really diverse background too. So like, how did you get started in this internet marketing world? And you have lots of things outside internet marketing too, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it really just boils down to entrepreneurship. I mean, I think that's kind of the common thread that ties it all together. Um, And Boy, I mean, I think even as a kid, like, talking like early teenage years, just trying to rake leaves and shovel snow and do whatever I could do to, you know, try to make a few extra bucks, you know, I'm just always kind of been wired that way, man, and um, that's led to music and DJing and Catalog World and dot coms, actually opened up my own nightclub when I was quite young, uh, and that... Oh, then moved towards real estate, and after the real estate crash, I got involved in writing and speaking and doing more online marketing. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting trek over the years, and and I think the I think really at the the end of it all, uh, the bottom line is uh, I just really love money. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a Jew and I love money, so I think that's uh, really what my what is. Just I, I want I want people's money. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just ask my crowd, my audience, what they really want. They say they want more money and more time. Yeah. That's no. the two things they want from me. Teach them how to get more money and more time in their life.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and if you can figure out how to do both at the same time, uh, then you've got a real winner on your hands.
0: Yeah. So how did you write this book? I mean, that's really funny because I read the book and then it was I didn't put two and two together until, like, when we met up in San yeah. Rafael. <laughs> Oh, that's the Steve Olsher. right?
1: That's that guy. <laughs> Since uh, you know, Steve Olsher is a—it's a really common name. You see a lot of, a lot of folks walking around with that name. Um, but you know, and, and honestly, true story. I, I think of um, there's very few names in the world where, like, if you come across somebody with that name that you're related. Like Olsher, if you come across an Ulsher, Olsher, O L S H E R, we're all related somehow. So it's uh, it is a, it's a fairly rare name there, but reality is that it was uh, it was a book that that i needed you know i mean it's uh, they say on author authorland you write the book that you most need and uh, and that's really what what is your what uh, represents is my creation of a framework that really helps provide focus and guidance uh in a way that just really couldn't get out of things like the what color is your parachute and the Myers-Briggs and the Finders and that sort of thing. I mean, they all really seem to leave me with more uh, questions than answers. And so the What is Your What? uh, Framework is is really quite simple, but at the same token uh, quite powerful. And if you can gain clarity on just those three pieces, it makes an immense difference in your life.
0: Yeah, like I said, I've read many of these kind of books and I've really kind of just been through it, but your book took me so much deeper than all these other ones. The other ones scratched the surface. Yeah. It left me totally unfulfilled.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because there's, there's a lot of light, fluffy sort of reads out there. And uh, and what is your what is not one of them. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely a book that requires you to do some introspection uh, and even gives you room to, to write in it. So it's kind of a combination of a yeah, you know, a journal, if you will, uh, along with exercises, but then of course the uh, the narrative to to go along with that.
0: Right. So what what you said you needed to do? You wrote this book because you needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was know. going on in your life was this after the real estate crash?
1: Uh, it's just been a continuous question. I mean, throughout my entire life. So it's not. Not just that period of time. I mean, I've actually been actively involved with both um, with both crashes. <laughs> so there was uh, there was the crash that was um, the .dot com crash because we actually had the uh, we we launched very early online. I launched uh, on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. Wow! So it launched uh, really early online, uh, and then that company became uh, Liquor .dot com, like what you drink. And I picked up that domain in uh, 98. Wow. So we had a real business. We were doing real revenue. Everything was going the way that a business should be going in terms of the the trajectory. And we got greedy. You know, we really just got greedy. We saw that dot-com light and we got blinded by it. And so we filed the S1 and we were ready to go public in March of 2000. And uh, of course, that's when everything pretty much imploded. So you know that uh, that was the first crash, and then got involved with uh, real estate after that. And then, of course, everybody knows you know the whole real estate story around twenty oh six, oh seven, oh eight, and um, and got caught up in in, in that as well. So uh, timing truly is everything. But I do think that there is something to be said for that continuous search uh, that I've been under you know, really just um, undertaking now for. Um, as long as I can remember, which is, you know, what is that one thing that I'm really meant and made to do? Uh, And it's become clear that it really, uh, it boils down to just simply having the entrepreneurial endeavor in front of me to focus on in that moment. And that's my true gift, you know, is really seeing that opportunity and communicating that opportunity and so communication, communicating is in fact my core gift. And we all have that core gift, whatever it might be, whether it's healing or entertaining or, uh, you know, enrolling or protecting or whatever it might be. And then it's a matter of how do you tie it to the other two pieces of the what is your what equation, which is the vehicle that you use to share that gift. And then the people uh, that you're most compelled to serve. And and I think what I've become, increasingly comfortable with is that the fact, you know, the fact of the matter is that your gift is consistent. That'll stay with you throughout your whole life. Uh, But the uh, vehicle and the people is more, they're they're more fluid. They're more organic and those can change. But ultimately the common thread for me is communication. That's the, that's that gift. And then it ties back to being involved with some sort of entrepreneurial endeavor uh, that really puts a fire in my soul. So, I mean, ultimately uh, my what truly is, uh, being able to communicate and share stories uh, of those who have also been able to discover their what and have impacted the world as a result.
0: Yeah. So money is drives you, but the communication is really what you're all about. Yeah, the core gift for sure. Because things, boy, the way we communicate now is so different than two thousand even.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, really. I mean, if we if we had now what we had then. I mean, it, and, and vice versa. I mean, it works both ways because of, of course the, the business has changed quite a bit since that period of time from 91 to 2000 is very different than what com is now uh, still actively involved with that. But you know, the truth of the matter is that it's night and day. I mean, the way that people are able to connect and communicate uh, even, I mean, people say, you know, Hey, by 2000, the internet was in full stride. Not really. You know, I mean, yeah. things, things are much, 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 much different now. Uh, and it's much easier to connect with the masses uh, now than it's ever been for sure. So it'd be interesting if we had this, you know, sort of these same uh, set of parameters, these same variables in place back then, what that
0: company would have done. It's hard to imagine what it's going to be like 10 years from now, even.
1: I mean, you're just going to think about it. And it'll like show up in your head. <laughs> I, mean, right. like, I, I can't imagine where else we can go with this, but yeah, I mean, just, yeah. I, I, Alexa, you know, give me this and and there it is. And Siri, give me that. And there it is. And they'll just implant chips in all of our brains, Ted. And that, uh, that, that, that'll be the plan. And then we'll just download everything we need. Kind of like the Matrix.
0: Well, exactly. We're heading that way really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, will be able to print things at home instead of waiting, waiting for Amazon to deliver them in three hours or two hours even. <laughs> yes.
1: or, or less. I mean, it's frightening. They're going drone now with a lot of stuff in Europe. I don't know if you've seen some of that. But, um, you know, it's all, the ro- it's all the robotics. And so if you're trying to figure out, like, what to do career-wise at this point, if you're not into robotics or AI or, uh, AI or VR somehow, uh, you're probably going to be out of a job.
0: Yeah. No, I was back in Milwaukee last month for a wedding. We toured the Miller Brewing Company, the plant. Yeah. They make yeah. 500,000 cases of beer every single day.
1: And, and there were like three guys
0: standing there watching yeah. them go by. Yeah. yeah, not a hand touches it. <laughs> yeah. And now they have a warehouse. It's 12 football fields long. It fills up and empties every day. And the forklifts wow. are all automated with laser, there's not a person in that room. Unreal. Unreal. So all these factory workers don't have jobs, so they need to learn robotics or whatever, because that's where thing, it's all about the out- process automation now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for it's sure. Like, you don't just fill those, take those bottles and put them in a box. Or
1: go build the Hyperloop and call it a day. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So if anyone has questions for Steve, you can go ahead and type them in, or we can even unmute you. There's only a few people on, but...
1: Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see, uh, I'm glad to see I I brought out the masses. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to.
0: (laughs) Well, this is my first test and I put it on my social selling TV and speaking of communication, I started doing one minute LinkedIn videos Mm. and I've Mm -hmm. been posting on my social selling TV channel and putting them on YouTube and I'll tell you, that's what people want. They don't want to wade through any crap. They want, tell me how to do it right now.
1: Yeah. And if you figured out uh you know how to make that happen in a minute there, uh that's uh that that's a skill we all sure you know certainly could benefit from, no no doubt.
0: Yeah. Well Twitter kind of started it with
1: hundred and forty
0: characters.
1: It's hard to say some meaningful stuff in 144 characters. But you know, you know but it uh, it's adapted. Good exercise.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what else are you up to now? you I what's next for you? So what's next for me? Um
1: yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, Alex and I were working together for a while. And, um, and we'll see, you know, what happens on that front. I don't think we'll be doing too much together. Uh, moving forward, it's just, you know, kind of the way of the world. So we'll, uh, we'll figure out what to do with push button influence, you know, as far as that brand and, and that training goes. Uh, so that that'll still be a part of, uh, you know, something that I'll be doing. To what extent, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. But uh, but there's that, and then as I said, you know, still actively involved with liquor.com, yeah. Um, working on another book right now, and uh, so I've got that coming, and uh, and a lot of a uh, lot of automation right now, moving towards uh, evergreen funnels and those sort of things. I mean, you know, kind of late to the game as far as all that's concerned, but better now than never. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now the push button influence was an amazing program. You guys over delivered like crazy there.
1: Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a really, really, really good program, and uh, and it still is. And the the training and the teachings there uh, are spectacular. I mean, there's no there's no doubt at all about that. It's absolutely spectacular. And, and really, those that dug in, um, I think, got quite a bit out of it. Uh, but that's just like anything else. I mean, those that put in obviously will will get out. Uh, you know, quite a bit. But you know, none of this stuff is easy. None of this stuff happens automatically. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the energy, you have to put in the effort. Uh, And so, you know, reality for me is that at this stage, uh, that training still, uh, I think, is is really, really powerful. It's still very appropriate. Uh, And I think there's an opportunity there for uh, other folks to to learn from those teachings. Uh, And so, you know, we'll see what happens with PBI. Yeah. But ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, the students that have gone through it, those who, as I said, actively participated, They've been doing some pretty interesting things.
0: Yeah, for those of you that aren't familiar with Push Button Influence, it was a program. Really, they taught us how to create our own weekly show, how to really get the get our brand out to the masses mm-hmm. in multiple formats—podcasts, video—and yep. really, a lot of people have really taken off since they started doing that. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. How? Um, and that you said the training has helped you.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. I have this TV show now. I really was thinking about it. now I'm doing it.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: good man. I've got a branded you know, YouTube channel. I've got this Apple TV channel. yeah,
1: yeah and uh, and ultimately, I think that the the more that you can get um, sort of into that uh, that repurposing mode of of taking one piece of content uh, and using it on multiple channels. Uh, the, the better off you'll you'll certainly be and, and that's something that I still think uh, That a lot of people don't don't do well enough. I mean they they don't there's a lot of people aren't doing it at all actually and those that are uh, There's there's definitely room for improvement for a lot of you know for a lot of folks there,
0: right? I think the key of that was just do something. It doesn't have to be perfect Mm-hmm just yep. do it and do it and you get better and better you build an audience
1: yeah. And, and, and I mean, reality is it never will be anyway. I mean, because you look back on some of your old websites and you'll just be like, damn, that was, that was really bad. You know, like that, yeah, what was I thinking at that point? But at that point, that's what you thought was really good.
0: It was probably <laughs> state of the art back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You've come a
0: long way. Yeah. And I think
1: it just, uh, I think it speaks to the power of just, uh, you know, really putting something forth for the world to judge and, uh, and shift out of that critic mode. Uh, into that creator mode, and uh, and that's hard for a lot of people
0: to do. Yeah. So a lot of my clients and a lot of my friends were like mid fifties, and their careers have come to an end. They, you know, the company's been acquired. Every company I ever worked for has been acquired or is out of business, except well, for IBM.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, wherever Ted has worked, don't go work there. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Don't be my coworker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that ultimately that's the moral of the story. It's crazy, but uh, but yeah, I mean the other thing that I'm doing, just speaking to shows, uh, you know, is, is reinvention radio, and uh, and what we've been doing with reinvention radio has it, been really really fun. You know, we've had uh, a lot of a lot of interesting people there over the years, and um, you know, we've been doing that now. I've been doing that off and on since 2009, but um, but more full time. Uh, for the last eighteen, twenty-four months or so, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we do that as a live radio show, and we then repurpose that as a as a podcast, uh, and that uh, and that really uh, has it's taken off and has done quite well. And um, we'll see, you know, we'll see where that ends up going. I think that the what we're doing there is fairly unique in terms of it being a mix of entertainment and education, uh, but also business and life uh, in ways that you don't really see in a lot of shows. Uh, And then the fact that we do it sort of as a morning zoo where there's, you know, multiple co-hosts that are with me Mm -hmm. and we do it live. uh, You know, it's it's definitely a a very unique format that in, in my way of thinking uh, is certainly where the puck is headed because people want to be more mm, engaged with the people who are creating the content. So as opposed to just simply, I mean, kind of like what we're doing now, as opposed to just simply hitting the recording of this, more people I think over time will be tuning in, especially what you see going on with Facebook live and, you know, the other media, you'll see that people are are really leaning towards live as the main channel for content creation and distribution.
0: Isn't that interesting that people are really like this live internet broadcast, but like television, people don't watch shows at eight o'clock at night anymore. They watch them on demand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, some do you know some do it's it's interesting because uh we're, we're still in that early adopter phase you know i know a lot of people think like we're way you know we're way down the road and it's late to get into the game but you know as far as like the bell curve is concerned i mean reality is that the number of people who are involved with new media on a daily basis i mean it's still like you know right about here so it's still you know, in this in this area, so there's there's all of this room. Less than 10 percent uh, of the population gets their content through new media channels in any way, shape, or form. And over the next five years, uh, you're you're going to see that change dramatically. So the time to really get involved in this, uh, you know, in this world is is now. And so we you know work out the kinks now. Uh, because you've got a lot less
0: people watching.
1: Right. <laughs> Those numbers will continue to increase.
0: Right. Yeah, it's boy, things are moving so fast. It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you think about what newspapers. <laughs> we were visiting some friends last weekend, and they get the newspaper delivered still. Yeah. They get out in the morning. It's a ritual still. It's like, wow, this I knew this news. 36 yeah. hours ago. <laughs> right. Hey,
1: did you hear about this new Apple uh, iPhone? They've uh, they got this new this phone thing. Yeah, uh, great, Gramps. That's, uh, that's awesome. You know, really appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah. But, you know, but again, it speaks sort of to the power of push versus pull media because ultimately what you see in the newspaper world uh, is still that push media, right? I mean, it, it's basically a select number of people are deciding what will be aired, when it will be aired, where it will be featured, who will be featured, and they control the content. And what you're really seeing is that new media revolution where people are saying, you know, I don't want to not only wait until you give me what it is that you think I want, but I don't want you to give it to me. I just want you to put it out and if I want it, I'll go get it right and that's the biggest difference between push and pull media Uh, and ultimately those who are focusing on sort of that that push relationship between reader and creator or viewer and creator uh, you're gonna see a lot of those folks end up uh, the short end of the stick as far as where the you know where where things are going here and how people are consuming content and, and entertainment
0: yeah Yes, yeah, so if you're in business, yeah, marketing is changing so fast. You got to really keep up with it or in 2 years you're going to be out the door literally.
1: Yeah, and that's it's scary. You know, it's scary for a lot of people because especially if you're the type of person that has been getting the newspaper and reading the newspaper every single day for 30 years, what do you do? You know, what do you do when that newspaper goes away? And for a lot of people that's a that's a that's a really scary thought.
0: Yeah. or local businesses, you know, they from the yellow pages now there's no more yellow pages really they've had to adapt
1: yeah I actually got um I got a a couple of yellow pages in our driveway the other day and and it used to be like they would they would they would like wrap them in plastic and they'd be stacked up you know nice you'd get like three or four of them like the white pages and the yellow pages and the local thing you know and this that it'd be a nice little you know just shrink wrapped pile of books that you'd on your front porch and you'd bring them in and you'd put them in a nice cabinet somewhere and every now and again you'd look at them. Yeah. Now like literally I came home, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and there were two yellow page type books just literally just like thrown on the driveway. Like they, they, they know like the only thing that's going to happen is people are going to take those and go straight to the recycling bin with them. So they don't, they don't even care anymore. They just throw them on the driveway and, and, and who's still buying ads in, in yellow pages that's uh, that's actually a conversation I'd love to have
0: yeah yeah good salesman there (laughs)
1: Um, evidently yeah I mean uh, we got to bring those people on staff because they are doing something right if you can sell if you can sell yellow page ads to people still that's uh that that's some serious skill
0: Ours came recently and it was like instead of big thick it was like Quarter yeah. An inch thick. <laughs> yeah, and, and
1: the back cover instead of being like, you know, for the attorney who will get you out of jail or whatever it is, it's an ad for like, you know, Yelp. Like, why do you even read, you know, it's like, why are you even holding this in your hand? Just go to Yelp, you know, so it's like, even those guys understand that they have to get the last little bit because it's like so many people are fighting for the existing folks who are using this stuff on a regular basis you probably want to fight for those that haven't quite came, you know, into the into the fold yet. So maybe that uh, maybe that's something to think about. There, is how do you get those last folks who are still getting the yellow pages and reading newspapers, uh, you know, to become your loyal customers?
0: Right. So you're kind of always on the leading edge of stuff. So, what advice can you give people listening? How do you keep up with the latest trends?
1: You know, I um, I, I really. Mm, I really like the uh, the tech Crunch, uh, gizmodo type publications of the world just because when you see where the money is going, you see where the future is you know because ultimately what 's being funded now is what you 're going to be consuming a year from now right and so that's what I like doing in terms of staying on top of those trends is look and look at where the money's going because ultimately if if a VC firm is throwing money into a particular business or a particular genre, you know, or a particular type of business, a particular industry, there's good reason for that. Right. These guys don't just nilly-dilly with their money. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of research. They're spending a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources, basically to do the work for you. And, you know, the same thing with mutual funds. You know, if you look at where the mutual funds are investing that'll give you a pretty good understanding of where the opportunities are. So uh, that's certainly something that I would recommend that you do. I mean, I could tell you, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, that from my perspective, anything that is in that, uh, you know, the VR world, the virtual reality world, anything that's in the I, you know, I, you know, IA world, the artificial intelligence world, anything that's in the IoT world, the Internet of Things world, um, you know, anything that's uh, going to be dancing or touching upon, uh, that and you know those and, and robotics, um, you're going to be hard pressed to go wrong. And then, of course, uh, you know you got people like me uh, who dance in the vice space, and I think that the vice space is uh, going to do nothing but continue to grow, uh, especially with the legalization of, uh, of marijuana, which you'll see uh, yeah. certainly in California this year, and you'll probably see it uh, in other states as well this November.
0: It's interesting. There's a restaurant here, a Greek restaurant in Mill Valley. And it's interesting, they just applied to become a marijuana seller. So once it goes legal, they're going to close the restaurant and take this huge space. You know, I mean, they're smart. They've been around for like 25 years and like, we're just going to shift gears here. Smart. What I was going to, where I thought you were
1: headed with that was they were going to figure out how to grow and basically, you know, just incorporate the product into their food. Which, um, which I think would be a pretty interesting idea for a restaurant, but uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about that on you know another day. But uh, there, I mean, again, it's just a matter of here's the crystal ball, but you don't need to be a fortune teller to be able to see where things are going. I mean, it's it's pretty clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with the automation, these self-driving cars. I mean, cab drivers going to be gone soon. They're talking about trucks that drive themselves on the. It'll interstate. happen.
1: Yeah, it'll happen. And and if you're if you're into stocks and that sort of thing, I would short anything that touches the automotive industry right now. You know, whether it's the car makers, whether it's the insurance companies, whether it's the body shops. I mean, it goes. It's trickle down. It's the gasoline. You know, all of those all of those entities are, are they're going to get hammered? There's just there's no way. Any of the real estate, you know, any of the REITs, you know, that invest in you know in in, in um, like gas station oriented uh, you know properties that sort of thing a- any of that stuff if you short I-, I don't think you can go wrong right
0: yeah it's good advice well thanks Steve this has been really entertaining
1: yeah man well appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on and
0: you know it's, uh, it's good to see you doing the live stuff here man yeah so how, how do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what you do
1: Sure. Best place is, um, well, check out Reinvention Radio. You can uh, hear that on iTunes or Stitcher or one of those uh, channels. And if you survive that and you actually still want to learn more, uh, then probably Steve Olsher, dot would be the best place to go.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I love your podcast. Thanks, Great man. Job. Appreciate that. Thanks. Well, thanks for your time and we'll be talking soon.
1: All right, my man. Sounds good. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye.